Hey, hey, this is episode 13, Arguing With What Is. This podcast is for parents that want solutions, not just sympathy, for the many personal struggles that come with raising children with special needs. Welcome to Parents Have Special Needs Too, and I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Hey everybody, happy Friday. I hope it's been a good one for you and that you've also had a good week prior to today. All right, let's just jump right in here. Um, Arguing with what is. So here's what I've noticed is that there are things happening in life and in the world that I think should be different. I don't know about you, but you know, some of the things are, you know, my daughter's condition My baby not sleeping through the night. My seven-year-old asking to eat candy and sweets and not vegetables. Imagine that. Me not being able to schedule my days effectively. Other people not responding to COVID the way that I think they should. Or how the government's handling COVID. And some of the other horrible things happening in the world. Like war or murder or human trafficking or other things like that. There are lots of things happening in this world on a global level, a country and state level, community level, family level, and personal level that in a good world, quote unquote, good world, shouldn't be happening. Now, I'm not saying this because there's absolutely nothing wonderful going on in our world. There are on all of those levels that I named. Today, I just want to kind of address this specific um, narrative that I know I hear in my own head when I'm struggling in the news, um, from friends and neighbors. And, you know, that there is also a very real, like everything is not rainbows and daisies and unicorns, which are ridiculously popular, by the way, if you haven't noticed in all of the stores, very, very popular, the age of the unicorn. (laughs) Um, but that it's kind of like, yeah, we have a lot of good things happening, but hey, let's not ignore the reality of some of these other things that are also going on. And so with that, we want to be able to change those things because they are happening, right? So we want to change the world because we think that the world shouldn't be the way that it is. It should be some other way. It should be all the good way, right? That my child shouldn't have this issue. That she should have a normal life. That my baby should stop or should start sleeping through the night. My seven-year-old should want food that's good for him. People should stop being stupid and be responsible when it comes to COVID-19. The government needs to get their act together and start making decisions that will help us deal with COVID-19 in a better way. There shouldn't be war or murder or human trafficking or anything else like that, that we should have peace and compassion and respect for each other and that that's the right way for things to be, that we should get others backs and that we should help each other out. You know, this is how things should be. And the negative things happening in the world are the way that things shouldn't be, kind of that narrative. But we do have to acknowledge, right, what is the reality? And the reality is that it's not My daughter still has her condition, regardless of my wishing that she didn't. My seven-year-old still negotiates to get as many sweets as he can, regardless of me wanting it to be otherwise. I still struggle to keep a good planner. COVID-19 is still a thing. 
and for who knows how long, right? And people will still respond differently to it. There is still war, murder, human trafficking, awful other things happening. But that doesn't change the fact that they are happening. Now here's where I'm going to get a little crazy and just say the world is the way it is because this is the way it's supposed to be. This is the reality. This that all of these things should be the way that they are. And I know that because that is how they are. They're not any different even though we think they should be. So we think about our children. They are the way they're supposed to be. And we don't live in a world that is broken or messed up. The world is just as it should be. And I might even dare to say that that is the right way that it should be. It's perfect for its purpose to be the way that it is just like it is right now. Here's why I believe this is true and helpful. Okay, and I don't say this because I support or condone any of the things that are happening. Not at all. Okay. I believe that the purpose of our experience on this planet is about growth and progress more than about feeling good and experiencing good all the time. It's about the growth and progress found in learning how to resolve struggles or even tragic events, right? Reaching new levels of healing and self-mastery and contributing to a world that is in need of contribution and betterment. How can we contribute and better a world or a situation, a family, a person who's already better? How can we help heal when there's no wound? How can we progress and master ourselves without first being novice and flawed? How can we serve others and help if there's no need? Meeting those needs, bettering the world, contributing to a happier family life and marriage, progressing and mastering ourselves, helping our children. This is joy. This is happiness. This is the kind of joy and happiness that originates intrinsically and it is powerful it is where you have the most power dallin h oaks at the last general conference that we had for um the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints by the way that happens every six months it's free it's streamed online and they say a lot of really inspirational things if you want to go watch um, anyone is welcome to you can go to churchofjesuschrist.org and watch um, I think it's the first weekend in October is the next one coming up but he had something to say on this subject that I really loved and he said the divine plan for us to become what we are destined to become requires us to make choices to reject the evil opposition that tempts mortals to act contrary to God's commandments and his plan It also requires that we be subject to other mortal opposition, such as from the sins of others or from defects of birth. Sometimes our needed growth is achieved better by suffering and adversity than by comfort and tranquility. And none of this mortal opposition 
could achieve its eternal purpose if divine intervention relieved us from all of the adverse consequences of mortality. I loved that. I love it because it brings purpose into what we might see in the world and in our lives as being messed up or wrong or that it shouldn't be the way that it is, right? That there is purpose in that and that we all have the ability to make our own choices, to have agency. Everybody gets to choose what they believe, who they want to be, how they want to show up, and even like the things that they do to other people that have the potential to be harmful and dangerous or detrimental, right? Everybody gets to choose those things. And from what we can have observed in our current world and history, our world history, the result is some pretty messed up stuff, some really hard stuff, some really sad and depressing stuff. And now most of us get that. But something happens when something happens that hits closer to home, that's personal, it feels amplified and insurmountable and rightly so. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it is right. Someone else can look at us and be like, oh, wow, you know, my, you know, what I'm getting dished out in life is way harder. You know, I wish I had it as easy as you. And you're kind of like, well, maybe it is easier. Maybe it's not. It feels really hard. And those are valid and real emotions and a real experience that you're having, regardless of, you know, the experience, it still feels hard. And that's okay. But also, it doesn't mean that you're automatically an exception, right? That when a struggle hits close to home, sometimes we tend to be more argumentative and defensive and saying, why is this happening? Why is this it? If, if this person was different or this thing, and that's when we start to reach outside of ourselves and say, the world is messed up, the world needs to be fixed, or my world, you know, if it's your family or yourself or whatever it is. And my question is, um, why do we treat it differently? Why is it different? Are we making it the exception? Maybe you're not. But if you are, why? And does it have to be? And I want to offer to you that it doesn't, that it's just as resolvable as, as other things out there, that there is an option that it's manageable. There is an option that it, you can overcome the struggle. I want to offer that it's figure outable, but you have to start from where you have power and that's with your thoughts and feelings and emotions. Will it be easy? I don't know. Will it take a long time? I don't know. But if you know that you can figure it out or believe that you can, then maybe it doesn't matter how long it's going to take. Maybe it doesn't matter how long it's going to take or how easy it will be. You're going to be spending your time and energy somewhere. So why not there? So when I say stop arguing with what is or embrace what is, I'm not saying that you should do nothing. I'm not saying that you should be okay with the things that are going on just because that's the way it is and there's nothing you can do about it, you know. But what I am saying is that when you embrace it, you expect it, you free yourself up to spend more time and energy in creating a solution. Katie Byron, the author of Loving What Is, said, you can fight with reality and you will lose, but only 100% of the time. 
Holy cow. Isn't that powerful? I think it is. Anyway, good food for thought, guys. It was good to chat with you. And as always, I hope you found something useful to help you on your journey in raising your child with special needs. Thanks for joining me today. I'll be back next Friday with another podcast. Make sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Take care.